Greetings, friends! Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and guy who likes to kiss tiny imaginary women. Ugh. God, I hate you. Alex, with, uh, with his stop. lips. Stop, Alex Dandino. Just, they just get I'm lost just saying in my there name until he... Yeah, keep it going. And it's all greasy because the chapstick and the crevasses. I Neither here nor there. Legitimately, just said my <laughs> name so we can just keep moving. This bit is tearing me apart. Let's go. That's what the lips said. Neither here nor there. Uh, it's official. We're on Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/filmalchemistpod. Just a bevy of fucking cracker jacks like that over there. If you want more of those great lip cracker jacks. Go over to patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. We have a huge Patreon-exclusive library. So if you like the show, there's a ton of awesome episodes over there that uh, you can find. You can also make your voice heard. You can help direct the kind of movies that make it onto the show. Uh, We let you guys vote on stuff over there. We got miniseries. We got commentaries. You can even have us record a double feature of your very selection. So again, that's patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. It truly is the best way to help support and grow the show. It means the world to us uh, that there are people out there that do support the show. So thank you. If you're about to be one of those people, pat yourself on the back. You're killing it. You're fucking killing it. If you can't financially support, there's also a lot of cool things you can do to help us out. Uh, You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, Film Alchemist. You can follow all the socials. You can make sure to share everything we post, right? Share and even uh, the, the basic episodes, man. If you get an episode, let's say you listen on Spotify, your hip young person, right? Pause your to Swift. Text a friend an episode, man. We'll take it from there, right? There's a lot of things so you can easy. do to help us out. Another thing, yeah, make sure you leave five-star ratings and reviews, too, so we can really fucking stick it to the algorithm. You know what? We can blow the algorithm out of the water. If you can't afford to join our Patreon, which is totally fine, that's the way that you can really help. Like, above all else, we would love it if you, like, take... You don't have to write an extensive review, but if you take, like, five minutes to go to every single app you use, rate our show, and just write, like, this show rules... Or this show is nice. Or I know that Alex gets picked on a lot by that host Griffey, but still a nice you? guy. You had to turn your nice fucking plea into a little fucking whoa is right, me. Right, exactly. Like little orphan because Allie. we all know you absolutely little orphan alley over there. We all know you absolutely would never have taken the opportunity to do the same. Either way, I never that would. one I, th- was I formulating a a, a bookend lip joke. That, perhaps. Yeah, thank you. That is one. But did I? Percent. No. The best way to help our show, if you cannot, and it's again totally <laughs> cool if you cannot do Patreon, yes. that's the way we understandable. Need your help. Money issues are what they are, but that or a direct message to a friend who likes movies with an episode, those are free things you can do that help shows like to us. be that person who like puts it on in it. the car. That's like that awkward thing, like you got to hear this show, and they're like, Haha, "Great, thanks." They'll probably like it. Trap them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. All that aside. We're just coming in blistering this morning. Uh, we're here to finish our month a la Spielberg, mm. right? So this is our last episode in this curation uh, of the Spielberg month. And we're finishing on a movie that was really huge in my life when I was a kid. We're going to finish with Hook. Same, same. So it's Peter Pan, which I kind of on a base level have always hated Peter Pan, right? It's kind of on my list of like turn of the screw. Like, there's just stories that at this point. You're like, if there's another adaptation of that, I'm out. Sure. People keep doing them, and they're not getting anything out of them. How many times, right? have, to how, me, how many times have you seen an adaptation of Turn of the Screw? 
Oh, there's at least five or six. Like a lot. I just in your and lifetime, you're almost thirty nine, and in your lifetime, you've watched all of them. If you're a, if you're a horror movie person, you'll start a movie and you're like, "Why does this seem familiar?" And I hate it. Yeah. Oh my god, they're doing a turn of the screw riff, and you just—it's a stupid, fucking, terrible story. Yeah. That people, because it was so poorly written and had no answers in it, people started being like, "Well, this is masterful." Neither here nor there. I'm not here to yell about turn of the screw. We're here to yell about why Steven Spielberg hates the movie Hook. Yeah, famously. So I looked up, I found an interview, right? I think he did the interview with Empire. Uh-huh. Right? And so I have some quotes. You're- right? And he says, I want to see Hook again. Yeah, I read I that I still one don't too. like that movie. I'm hoping that someday I'll see it and perhaps like some of it. Mm-hmm. He claims that there were issues that he didn't understand the material when he was shooting, which I think is horseshit. Yes. I he didn't agree. understand the guy who doesn't fucking raise his kids because he's out working. The guy who won. That's his entire. That's thousand, close encounters again. The guy who won thousand percent has made like basically prequels to the Fablemans for the last like 30 years of his career. Yes. I felt like a fish out of water making hook. I didn't have confidence in the script. Well, it's a long script. Maybe yeah. I had confidence in the first act and I had confidence in the epilogue. So he liked all the London shit, mm-hmm. right? Which- I didn't have confidence in the body of it. I didn't quite know what I was doing, and I tried to paint over my insecurities with production value. The more insecure I felt about it, the bigger and more colorful the sets became. This movie is just a a close encounters for kids. Yeah. This is another movie about a man who likes his job more than his family, mm-hmm. right? This is him excusing why he film never never Neverland is the fucking great, you know, filmmaking journey. Yeah. Right, but in this one, he gets to bring his kids back instead of riding off with the aliens. But they're literally <laughs> the exact same journey. It's but when I was close. a kid, it was this big fucking bombastic movie. It was colorful. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be in that Lost Boys treehouse. Yeah. Right. I love fucking Captain Hook. I love Smee. Right. Yeah. Lynn Close has a weird ass cameo. Right. Mm-hmm. The pirates were great. The kids were great. I love the Crocodile Tower. Yep. I remember going to Kmart and my mom cave. She would usually let us buy little books. But one day she caved, and I got the Captain Hook hand. They had the three different hooks. You could choose which one was yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It was like a hook, a knife, and something else. And then we got the coconut sword that yeah. had a bell in it. Uh-huh. Ding, Same. ding. So as you, it made this amazing bell sound. Yeah. And those were some of my favorites. You know, I was telling my kids, I think I still had the hook somewhere. I loved it that much. Right. And again, to me, it was Robin Williams, who, bar none, is probably my favorite actor who ever lived. Like, just, I loved that man. And watching him get unearthed and fully become Peter Pan at the end of that movie, just, I fucking loved that movie. Yeah. And again, I'm kind of cynical, right? The same way I didn't like E.T. because I was a kid whose dad left. I think I really liked the idea of your dad coming back to get you. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so when I was a kid, this was like a birthday, you know, we're going to watch a movie, we're watching Hook or The Mask. Those were like my two birthday movies. Yeah, The Mask was always, yeah. Yeah, I, I fucking love this movie. And honestly, watching it now as a kid, you're an, there, you're, there's you're, some you're warts, an adult, an adult and it's now. long. Well, with my kids. Oh, yes, with correct, your kids. I'm an adult. <laughs> kids that I didn't abduct. They're mine. Um, Yeah. So it's different. I see some of the cracks in it that I didn't as a kid. Mm-hmm. I still love it. I still like there's still enough there. And I could just be nostalgia. I'm sure there are audience members who are like, that's nostalgia goggles. Maybe, man. But I don't give a fuck. I like the movie Hook. And I again, to reiterate, in the Spielberg documentary, right, his massive propaganda piece, there's one thing when Kathleen Kennedy 
says, and some of them didn't work. The fucking shot they show is the fucking visual to that voiceover mm-hmm. is Robin Williams, Peter Pan gliding over the map of Neverland, right? That wonderful shot from my Beautiful childhood. shot, yeah. I think it's fucking insane. I think it's insane to assume that he didn't know what he was doing, this and that. It's fucking crazy to say that this is the worst movie Steven Spielberg's ever made. Yeah. It's a perfectly fine childhood romp. Mm-hmm. And I still enjoy it. Alex, opening thoughts on Hook. I mean, pretty much almost verbatim for me, That is, those are my thoughts. Like, I... I I always loved this movie. I, I think that love it, love it. Yeah, I I get it. Like when you're, I'm in. Yeah, like I'm in my mid 30s now, and watching it, it's one of those things. Where I'm like, I mean, no movie is this perfect. Like, look, all Spielberg movies are um, incredible. He is an incredible director. There is no, mm-hmm. there is no doubt of that. People who would doubt it are stupid. So yes. when you watch a movie like Hook that he claims is this like almost like sideshow piece that he's like, oh, God, I can't even watch it. It's so bad. I'm like, that's Spielberg's version of unwatchable movie. Is this absolutely awesome childhood, like childhood, like reimagining this nostalgia train. Like director, directors who would kill their mom to have a movie like Hook. Yeah. There are directors. And for him, it's trash. For him, it's unwatchable it's filth. That is like that is like the <laughs> that is the weirdest and kind of the funniest thing about yeah. Steven Spielberg's reaction to it is he's just like, oh god, oh, I'm so I'm so embarrassed that that movie came out. I'm like, dude, it's it's part of his like propaganda apparatus, right? Because mm-hmm. this is the thing. Don't don't fucking play coy with me, Steven. You were the neo of filmmaking, as I learned in the Fablemans. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Let's not act like this is some piece of subtlety where you're trying to, like, really fucking weave in narrative threads. Come on. This is Peter Pan is as surface level a story as has ever existed. And so is this. I don't believe for a second that he didn't understand what was happening in this movie. That's not the movie that we saw. So in that Empire article, I read I read another I read another quote where he's yeah, the um, he's like, I'm pretty much I think up until he gets whisked away. That movie is pretty great, and then every like you like you were saying like that was the quote that I read as well from that Empire article, but I just think that's kind of unfair in general. Like to be and well, what did you think was gonna happen when you signed on to do the Peter Pan yeah, movie? I, it's a strange thing, and like I, I read a lot about the production notes yesterday. Like it took over like eleven sound stages at Universal lot. Like it's. It, it's big. It's a big movie. Yeah, like I get, I get being overwhelmed by it. That makes total sense because the scope of it is unbelievable. But yeah, it's fucking Steven Spielberg, and this is well, the also, era. This was what like a year or two right before he dropped Schindler's List and Dra- This was ninety one. No, eighty nine. No, this was like ninety three or four. Man, this is after Jurassic Park. Ninety four was when he dropped his his best double year, right? The hook was Hook was after all that. Like it is it really no Hook ninety one ninety one. Sorry, so, so this was like two years before he has the best year of his career, <laughs> right. where he drops Jurassic Park and Schindler. So this is in that he's done the color purple. That was not super well received. He did um, Amistad as well, right? So he's probably in that phase where he wants to make these bigger, more adult movies. Yeah. 
They're not clicking. He goes back to the well of childhood fantasy. Right. And I think when people don't love it, it hurt him. And so I think that I think there's a part of that. But again, I think if you look at this movie on its components, again, the opening act of this movie is fucking fantastic. Right. Right? This movie has the problem that a lot of movies have when a director is this successful is they all need to be cut to 90 minutes. Yeah. So Right? If you rein them wanna, in, it would be better. Yeah, if you want to talk no about doubt. what is too much, it's the it's there's just there's just so much movie. Like there are parts that yes. absolutely there, there's huge chunks that lack any I think what's propulsion interesting is like so whatsoever. this is this is Spielberg cuz to me Hook is like to be honest Hook's like the beginning of the run. Like this is yeah. like at this point he's done all the Indiana Jones movies. So he's mm-hmm. proven that he can fucking rock that action adventure shit beyond anybody else's abilities. Uh E.T., Close Encounters, Color Purple, Empire of the Sun. Like, he's doing things that no one else can do. Hooks, to me, the beginning of this run, and it's the beginning of, you know, besides, obviously, Schindler's List, which is its own, like, Mm. at this point, almost its own genre in terms of, like, the monolith of Steven Spielberg. Um, Mm -hmm. To me... Hook is the beginning of this thing where it's like, oh, man, if there's one person who's going to understand how to make this action adventure compelling and fun and, like, push the limits of the visuals, it's Steven Spielberg. Why would he not be the guy? And I right, I think that that's a really, that's a really hard thing to do when you're the – it's the first movie out of the gate like that because the next one after this is fucking Jurassic Park. Like – Yes. Of course it's less good than Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is literally the movie. I had I was talking with someone about this the other night. I literally was still I st- I said it is still one of the few movies that the CGI absolutely holds up. I don't give a shit what anybody right. says. So here's how here's where we went. Hook cuz he he did it always, right? After Indiana Jones, yep. not a beloved movie. No. Hook, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Lost World, pretty fucking bad movie. Right, not a, not a great movie, but you got to go back to the well. Yeah, um, Amistad, eh, not my favorite movie. I haven't seen it as an adult. I remember watching it with my parents as a kid and not digging it. Hey, uh, uh, and, and then, then yeah, Saving, Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan was kind of the end because yeah. then you get to his weird. His weird. I'm gonna do some hardcore sci-fi movies. You got your Catch Me in Your Can, the Terminals, where yeah, yeah. so he's in a weird like probing phase after that, right? Well, he does these. He does these really specific. Only Steven Spielberg can get the money to make these movies. Like War of the right. Worlds is a great example. Like he does War of the Worlds, and well, that like, was his weird. He's like, we need to hear what Steven Spielberg thinks about nine eleven. Right. You're like, God, well, again, I it's like even make my top thousand. War of but. the Worlds is like to me one of those things. Like Josh Friedman wrote that script. Like War of the Worlds is the one thing where I'm like, only Steven Spielberg in 2005 would have been allowed to make War of the Worlds. Like literally, no other director would have been able to pull that off. Because yeah, maybe. Other directors would have made it not a Hollywood movie. I think that's a really specific Grittier. thing. Yeah. That's a really specific thing that Steven Spielberg was able to do after like AI, AI specifically, because AI is a Kubrick movie and it's always going to be thought of as like a Kubrick movie, not a Steven Spielberg movie. It's this Kubrick movie that Steven Spielberg took over. That's like it is the best movie to show someone if you want to give them an appreciation of what Kubrick was. Is Here's Kubrick done by another really great director. Yeah. And it just has all of that. Only. All right. Yeah. But Hook. Hook. 
Sorry. What hook? Now that we've done 20 is, and it's but, not about But hook. it's like a really important <laughs> thing to contextualize why Steven Spielberg thinks this is like one of his worst movies, which again is like what a great compliment to have is Hook's the worst movie you ever made. I I I think he's full of shit. Yeah. Like I think I can imagine he doesn't love it like he does some of his sure, other stuff. Look, all of them it's, have, it's adapting an IP more than all of them have a lot their of other warts, stuff and do. I can understand. No, not really. Even all of them have their own warts. I, what I can understand about Hook is that literally no subplot is not explored. Other than back in London, there is not a single subplot that is not explored in this movie, and that to me is always like the flaw in the film. Is I'm like, man, there are sections of this story I don't give a shit about, and I don't understand why we're well, talking about them. Like a microcosm of what's not great with this movie, right? There are about 50 Lost Boys, it feels like, in every scene. Mm -hmm. There's about 10 of them we recognize. But maybe one of them, the whole movie, that matters at all? And if you think back, because Rufio was this fucking larger than like When we were kids, me and my friends would do the Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. We would do that all the fucking time. Shooting hoops rollerblading whatever we were always doing rufio he was the fucking coolest if you go back and rewatch that movie today rufio is barely in this fucking like three hour long movie yeah. two and a half hour he's he's not really a huge part of it it's just when he's on there he fucking eats yeah and so you have all these fucking lost boys who are supposed to reignite something in in peter pan right, right? but they're not well they're all... given enough personality Right, and also the journey should be his kids reawakening, right. him, not the well, Lost like, Boys. There are and enough so, Lost Boys to take on the entire pirate like city, town. Yeah, they they can overrun a municipality. They can overrun a, a, muni a small municipality, and then at the end, when Peter Pan flies away, there's like ten of them that are just standing around. It's like, where'd the other ones go? Yeah. Did they, yeah, did they, well, I guess we're orphans. Did they all grow up? Oh, What's going on? <laughs> but that's what. So it just it's this movie that just suffers from the disease of more. Yeah, agreed. That's, right? Because there, there's so many Lost Boys that we don't ever latch onto yeah. one of them. Right? Tinkerbell comes in for these kind of poignant moments here and there mm -hmm. where we're going to give that character some context, but they always feel really shoehorned in. Yeah. Right? And so that's the other weird thing is, one, there's just there's, there's so much shit we never really latch onto anything. But here, here would be my counter argument to that. Never Never Land is a fucking, fucking childhood fantasy, it's right? Awesome. It's what the... It's what the child would create if if a child was plugged into a matrix machine and they're like, you can live wherever you want. I my my brain knows the steak's again, not real, but it tastes good. Th this is how children would live. Again, this is like one of those things where when Spielberg's like, I hid behind the production value, all my insecurities. I'm like, great hiding place. It was awesome. Thank you very much for getting out of the yeah, way. It worked out really well. <laughs> I love the pirate baseball. Love game. That. Yeah, it matters zero percent to the story. Yeah. Right. But it's but at the cool. end, you get that moment of Captain Hook going, my Jack. And Robin Williams, right? Peter Pan going, my Jack. That's a good moment. This, this script has so many great lines in it. Yeah. I, and so, yes, is it, is it a mess? Is it big? But again, we don't need to go very in-depth in the, the fucking most shallow story that's ever been written. No. This is childhood playtime, man. Like, when we were kids, it was called Cowboys and Indians, right? Mm -hmm. Where you just run around and you're pretending to have these great adventures. Yep, yep. Whatever the fuck it is for, like, whatever generation, right? I didn't know anyone who loved Peter Pan. I think, but apparently, like the studios keep thinking we love I Peter think Pan. Loving Peter Pan is a strange thing. Like I've, I, I mean, when I mean my first, my first association with Peter Pan, I think like many people's the Disney movie, which is you know, 
fucking terrible. Like one of the worst movies I've ever like sat through. A very, a very <laughs> odd. When you're older, like when you're younger, and it's like, oh, cool, Neverland. You whatever. watch that movie, and you're like, Peter Pan is probably the biggest cunt that Disney's ever created. <laughs> yeah, it's take a, take aside like whatever Jake Paul's character was on Disney Channel. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just, like he's just Peter Pan, hateable. Peter he's Pan hateable. in Peter Pan in the cartoon movie is like the most like is the worst influencer that ever existed. It, I remember as a kid, it was this and Robin Hood were like the Disney movies my mom would put in, and I'd be like, fuck. Like, I was mad I had to watch them again. I mean, I liked... And then finally, like, it got to Little Mermaid, and my mom's like, well, you guys won't like it, you're boys. And we're like, this movie fucking rips compared to fucking Robin Hood and Peter Pan. I mean... And you can add Dumbo on that list, too. I was fucking sick of Dumbo. I hated Dumbo. Always hated Dumbo. Yeah. My mom and dad thought... Rescuers Down Under? Cheers from the crowd. Rescue is, right? down, like, Rescue is down Under was yeah. a hell of a There were some bangers in there. Yeah. But yeah, it's just this weird... Fa- but Peter Pan is this weird thing. My kids were just telling me. I was watching it last night, and they're like, oh, is this part of the new fucking Peter? And I was like, I forgot there's a there's new Peter Pan There's another one that, like, walk. David Lowry did. Yeah, like, why the fuck are we? I mean, every two or three years, there's another Peter Pan. I think because. And I know it's an IP that you can just grab. Well, I mean, I can give but you. But the, the audiences have spoken. We fucking don't give a shit about Peter Pan. And honestly, come at me and fight me about this. I think this is the best Peter Pan movie. Oh, I mean, I I wouldn't disagree. I think it's awesome. By a lot. Like, this is a really. I don't think it's fucking. I'll close. tell you this, and this is the thing that I think. Watching it now, I, the emotional, and it's not just because I'm a dad now, but the emotional baggage that I had carried through this movie watching it, I was like, God damn, I am just like crying every twenty yeah. minutes or so at this like guy who cannot get out of his own way, because again, yeah, I. The top of this movie, it starts like, I don't think it's like the best. It's not my favorite. Like, until they get to Neverland, it's not my favorite John Williams scores, <laughs> score. But like, like that whole opening sequence. I think the score is really good, though. But yeah. Oh no, the score is really good. This is also a John Williams like your least favorite of his scores is still stunning at moments. I mean, <laughs> but either all the Neverland music is fucking incredible. But like, yeah. like when things start getting, I think it's it's so funny. When things start getting weird, like when you start noticing that things are strange, that's when the music gets really good. But like whatever he scored this like opening with, which is like that that early nineties mu- music. It's, this, it's the scene my buddy Rawson wrote in uh fucking Central Intelligence, right? And he's like, I need a haircut that says I have a wife who doesn't appreciate me, kids that are bastards. I commute forty hours a week while I imagine chewing on a shotgun. The guy's like, right, right here. here, bud. Like right. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's that's, that's like the this, that's the opener. but you watch this guy right he's at the play but he's answering a call Such in the middle of the play you're like dickhead you would get choked out for doing Absolutely. that right some some mom is gonna fucking rip your face off then it's like i'll be at your game my word is my bond and then we see him doing like the prickiest thing which is the the fucking cell phone F- holster yeah he's missing the game sending right? he sends the an assistant, assistant to, to go. fucking video he sends tape, the assistant yeah. late late the assistant gets there for the last strikeout so he didn't even send the assistant prior so you're like, all right, we get it. And then I love when they get to London. He's kind of off put. Is Moira's like gallivanting through, like, this is my childhood. Yeah. I love this house. She's like, um, she's having he's like this yelling like, at the kids. of childlike fantasy, fancy. Right. And he's yelling at his kids, like, fuck, leave me alone. And it's fucking brutal. That's really. Because that one is really hard. do that. 
you do that where it's like even us, right? And we're not like fucking corporate raiders, but there are days you just get bogged down. Absolutely. I mean, and I had that my my kid. I was like one time. I can't remember. It was right after COVID. We're all like working harder again, mm-hmm. um, or like shit's picking up. And so now I have like social activities and more stuff on my calendar. Yeah. And my kid came in the room and he did the saddest thing. He's like, "Hey, Dad," and it, he was trying to manipulate me first off. So don't feel that bad for him. He's got that <laughs> griffy cunning. But he came in and he goes, Dad, do you want to play catch with the, the football? And then he goes, oh, wait, you can't. You're busy. Oof. And he walked out like he had done the like he's asked me so many times. And I'm like, all right, in an hour. And he got me. And I was like, well, now I'm quitting whatever I'm doing. And I'm fucking whipping that football. <laughs> so I've had I'm throwing piss missiles. But early that that idea. Yeah. When I went started really like going back, like when I was because Andrea was still they still had the, sh- the store was still closed. So like I was the one who had to go, like I was going to the, I was going to set and working a lot. And I remember there were a couple of times where I lost my cool it's in that way. Terrible, and it's dude. one of those things you never feel good about it. And like, it's instant remorse because the kids like, like looking at, like it was that, like that scene when Jack looks at Peter in like mortal fear, he goes, I'm sorry. Like, he like instantly shrinks oh, back when into he a yells kid. at him. And you're just like, Jesus yeah. Christ, uh, dude, how it's fucking horrible. And then Moira, Moira says, because also you're like, I understand this guy's got a fucking job to sure. do, but... but then Moira does that, like sends him out of the room and Moira does that thing. Like yeah. my wife had to, do I got to fix this, which was no, like, because one time I, I did like, look, I'm not a perfect parent in the slightest. I fucking yelled at him. I was like, get out of my face. He was only like three, but I was just like, dude, you've oh, got to stop. Dude, there that. are times I saw a TikTok the other day of a dad who's just sitting there like on his phone. He looks like he hasn't slept in weeks, right? He's got a little baby who's crawling. <laughs> the baby crawled over to him and just bit the tip of his dick with his brand new teeth. And the dad's ah, 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 and he's screaming. And the mom runs in and goes, Stop screaming, you'll you're scaring him. Yeah. And he just goes, My dick, the tip of my dick. <laughs> he's screaming, and I was like, was- That's parent life. Yeah, like, it was one of those when Moira sends the kids out of the room and she's like, you are missing this. You this you, you only get this time for a little bit. And then eventually right. they don't want to be around you anymore. And then they, they it's, it's you chasing again, that's after what them. This movie does well. This movie takes a look at the Peter Pan myth. Yeah. And says that how it absurd is, is this? shit. Yeah, absolutely. But. There, there is a, I, a moment of magic that it captures. It's, it's about not getting stuck in routines. Yeah. And so more than Moira, what this movie does so well at the start is that Maggie Smith is crushing it hey, in this movie. is it crazy? His grandma, Wendy. Is it insane to you that Maggie Smith, like, what is the old people makeup they put on her? Because she looks like that now. She looks old as fuck. She looks like that like now, she, though. Not even looks like that now. Like, she looks like you know the oldest fucking person you've ever what's seen. what's crazy to me is she looks like that then and then like she's yeah. mcconaughey in harry I potter think like 10 years later she looks like 50 years younger i was yeah. like what is but going no, on but she's crushing it right yeah. she has these moments of just taking him in right yeah, the yeah. hello boy i fucking love it chill city still yeah still when she's silhouetted coming down the stairs right it's it's this this wonderful movie is moment. shot impeccable and then she does hello boy yeah. and he goes hey what's up he like she sees in his eyes that he's gone, right? And she goes, oh, Peter, you've become a pirate. Yeah. And then when she's outside of the room hearing him unleash on his kids over this fucking deal with the owls and whatever, yeah. her face, I was like, that's that's cinema right there, man. You just hold on a fucking wonderful performance with the subtext of what's happening in the back, and you, you just fucking tell the story, man. Yeah. Like, that shit is wonderful. It's awesome. 
right? The invasion of the house has like that classic kind of Spielbergian, right? Like close encounters, green lights, whatever. They're gone. Really cool. But that's funny. That that opening is so fucking good and just kind of emotionally taut. I thought it worked really well, and then and then Neverland happens, man. <laughs> um, and the problem is, yeah, the journey to Neverland is one he doesn't want to take. Mm. He gets dragged there, and then we just do this long, long. Like they say, it's three days, but it feels like watching it for three days. Segment of like him trying to become Pan again. Yeah. Well. You're, and so there, there is a you know like the fucking well you're skipping surfing boards. There, there's a lack of propulsion that is pretty huge in the movie. But there's there's one section particular. You're skipping like the in the the hook intro by the way, which is okay. And also, let's just get this out up front. I fucking love what Dustin Hoffman Dustin and Bob Hoffman Hoskins is, are putting down. Dustin Hoffman and Bob's, Bob he Hoskins saved this fucking it. movie. If like, Look, Robin he's Williams needs no help. It. Robin Williams is incredible. None. If there's one thing, but Robin Williams is like, look, Robin Williams is a great lead for this. They even make Smee a whoremonger. Yeah. The, like the whores all see him coming and they're like, ooh, Smee's coming. They're getting all pumped up and he's like, ooh, ooh. And I was like, yes, the only yes. Way, the only <laughs> like, way though that thing. Robin Williams can like do what Robin Williams does is if he's countered by someone like Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins yeah. who fucking He's doing a great sweat. big like Frankenhooker, right? Like totally. Frankfurter hook, yeah. right? He He's doing a, a fucking Rocky Horror Picture Show performance. Yeah, I mean. In the middle of this Peter, Peter Pan. Dustin movie. Hoffman is so fucking good dude it scared the shit out of me when i was a kid and i just look at it and just appreciate the hell out of it now because it is just like every whatever every line out of his mouth like that glenn close cameo first off when i was a kid i had no fucking idea because i just wasn't paying attention to that i had no idea that's one of those things i saw in college and i was like holy shit man like that's crazy that glenn close is playing like the 55th pirate well great but like And I fucking love that scene. The boo box. He's sitting there and he goes, you said I couldn't do it. Yes, you made a poo poo. Yeah, but also just like the red stairs that he then like stomps so Peter Pan can't walk. Like, there's just, just a so lot of weird great shit. little I love the scene when, when he's in his thing and he's like, yes, we've come to the end. My life is over. That and he's is... like, don't stop me. Don't stop me. Stop me. What are you doing? Stop me. Smee. What are you doing? That stop is me. Stop me. He's of... like, do you know how serious That I is am? one of my. So this is the thing I don't understand about like. The critique, like the Spielberg critique, and honestly, people's problem with Neverland stuff is I'm like, these characters are all doing things that, like, are propelling their character forward. Like, it is absolutely 1000%. The Peter Pan story is the most textual child story of all time. Like, absolutely. All of them are. But, like, yeah. And what's fascinating to me and what I like is that it does, it's not just saying, like, oh, and look, I get it. Captain Hook motivation sure is kind of wonky because you're just like are you just a guy who wants to fight kids weird <laughs> that's it dude that's exactly again, what he is though yeah but never, that's the never point. land again he's this a gets menace back to peter pan is the fucking dumbest story that we latch on to i think that's like because a thing it's is, about it's about being trapped in time period yes, right exactly. so when you're trapped as the old man who can't get it back when you're trapped you in the hate past. children absolutely yeah you hate children because they have something you'll never have again so your job is to destroy them. like that right people who are on hoas People who go to school so like, I think we should burn this book because yeah. kids can't handle ideas. Like, well, you can't handle ideas. You're old and crumogeny. So the Lost Boys and the Pirates are the exact same thing, just at the end of the spectrum. Sure. And like the way Dustin Hoffman is doing Hook, 
I don't need a lot of motivation for Captain Hook. Like, I get it. But that's because the story's not about Captain Hook. Captain Hook just serves as this counterpoint to what we all need right. Peter to remember Dustin who Hoffman he is. fucking eats, so we want more of that. Yeah, of course. Sure. If that was a normal Captain Hook, no one would give a shit. But because Dustin Hoffman is so fucking feasting. Good. yeah. You're like, you know what? Honestly, it's called Hook. I would have been fine if he was just the whole movie. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, but that whole that's a bit, version I would have watched. I'm going to tell you, I even as a kid, I fucking like that was a moment where I'm like, oh wow, this is like a really cool writing thing, acting thing coming together. <laughs> stop me, Smee. Don't stop me, Smee. That's I'm great. going to do it this time. Don't stop, stop me, Smee. And Bob Hoskin is like, let's play with your little boats. And so you're like, they've fucking done that. They played with those yeah, boats. Yeah, like him and Bob and Hoskins awesome. are just putting the work in and making you be like, yeah. damn, dude. Well, even him seeing Peter Banning and he's like, he's so fucking crushed. He's so, it's so, it's because so depressing. It's weirdly, yeah, Peter Pan is this fucking totem of, of fucking infantilization, right? right? And it's like but the to, last. But the hook, he sees him as the one. He's not a lost boy. He's Peter Pan. He's Peter Pan. He's different. He literally soars above. Yeah. Even though they hate each other, he is Hook's belief that there can be something more. Yeah. It's than the being great. Stuck it's in the these, great battle. Movies. It's the last war. It's the great war. Yeah. It's the one he wants. Like I think that is my favorite part about Captain Hook in this movie is that all he wants is not a fair fight. He wants a great fight, a great battle. Yeah. To die he, would be an he adventure. He does give him the days. He wants Peter Pan. He doesn't he want to just Peter kill Pan. a fucking Absolutely. lawyer. And that's what was so right? de- that's what's so depressing. He's like, I had him right there. Why didn't I just do it then? I was like, I could have just done it. I could have well, just done it right there. That scene also, again, this is another thing where I'm like, I don't believe that Spielberg's like, I didn't get the material. That's horseshit. Peter Banning, when, when Captain Hook's like, look at what you've become, you sad, pathetic bastard. Yeah. And he's like, climb up there and touch your kid's hand. And through his own smallness and his, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. But watching them watch and they're ashamed that Peter Pan can't do it. As he then looks at his kids. Right. And Jack goes, don't give up. Oh, and Maggie's dude. like, mommy could do it. Brutal. It's like, oh, you little. Brutal. And it's like, also, it's like, hey, man, could you fucking swing the net closer? Could you fucking try a little <laughs> could bit? You help? You useless. How about you? Help? Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Team help effort a little bit, here, you guys. Rich bastards. <laughs> I know that you've had a nanny your whole life, but could you fucking try to help in these streets, please? Please, God. I was raised in these streets. I need your help. But just that that scene of, like, Hook looking up at the guy who used to fly above him and instill wonder and being let down. Yeah. And the kids looking at the face of their father who's willingly giving up on them. Not that he could have done anything. He gets what he's shooting. Don't fucking miss me with this. Yeah. these complicated themes. I couldn't quite. No. This isn't fucking... You know, melancholia. This is yeah. not a fucking abstract I, I, art house examination. I think to say you don't get the materials pretty disingenuous. Like, the concepts it's, are pretty it's, That's easy. what I mean, though. Spielberg has... I love Steven Spielberg. But he has this thing of rewriting history. Yeah. That is kind of annoying. If things about it didn't work, just say, I like this, it didn't work. I think what's right? we did. We made some mistakes. I think what's... He unders... Because that scene is really fucking good. Yeah. And as a father, I watched that, and it was really effective. I think what's fascinating about this whole month we've done now is, <laughs> I don't know, like, to me... It would be interesting if we had done this three years ago, not post Fableman. Yeah, I think that is the really fascinating thing about this entire month, is how odd it's been to watch these movies yeah. and not think about the <laughs> Fablemans. Because yeah. you realize how much, how badly he needed, I guess how just tucked away the story of the Fablemans was for him. 
And it's a really this is he had to go out and make his movie fortunes, but he could still be a good dad. This has all of those touchstones of Steven Spielberg. Like I'm cramming my personal stuff yeah, in yeah. to this big fantasy, which adventure. to me is that's what's disingenuous about saying, like, I don't like this movie right. because I didn't get it. It's You're like, telling bro, me he doesn't understand the journey. This that has Peter Banning's all on. the scenes. And also that Captain Hook is not a fucking evil studio exec. Yeah. Are you fucking Come on, kidding man. me? Get the fuck out of here. Are you fucking kidding Get me? Get the fuck out of here with that. Like, there are... He is literally... He is Peter Captain Dan. Hook is gallivanting around this fucking giant tell gaudy me, set. Tell <laughs> me how fucking obvious it is that, like, this whole thing is a microcosm of his career in a way because it's about... Yeah. It's about how do you stay true to... How do you stay true to the story? How do you stay true to your product? How do you stay true to the storytelling that you love in the face of corporate giants in the face of all these things like no. can you can you try to retain this like childlike right. love of cinema yeah it's a love Please. letter to the fact that people used to say that he could only make these empty childhood movies and then all of a sudden the put upon fucking mega captain of industry appears in a fucking sh big shellacked version <laughs> of a steven spielberg movie right and he doesn't understand the deep and complicated themes of what's happened. Like, what right. the fuck are you talking about? I think. What are you talking about? It took me. So, okay. That's the shit I can't. Yeah, I no, can't I stand artists that go back and like repropaganda yeah, what happened. I think the self-reflection is pretty obvious. He thought this was going to crush on the level of E.T. and everything else he did. And if it did, he would have been like, it was just magical right. to work with all Robin. This, it all came. All this boils down to is he didn't like the fact that he got bad reviews. So exactly. That's fine. what I'm saying. I just either way. I, that's the one thing about. And I think this is kind of a really cool thing about movies. And this is why it got so hotly contested when him and Lucas like we're going to go back in and tinker with our movies. Yeah, is because there isn't a thing that is hard for some artists to accept. Right. Which is once you give it out to the world. It's as much ours as it is yours. Right. Right. You don't get to tell me the hook that I love sucks. There is a, an, 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 a concept, right? That when you're a filmmaker, in a way you are in the service industry. Yeah. Right. You're out there fucking refilling the chocolate fondue station, right? Me and my kids have got five fingers in at each. Don't tell me it's bad for me. Just keep fucking pouring the chocolate. You know what I mean? I'll carry in my way to the manager if you tell me that this is not good. I'm here for the fun. And so when he put that into the world and I, as a kid, took it and loved it. Yeah. I fucking hate when he goes back and he's like, well, this, that, that, that. It's like you made exactly the movie you thought you were making. You just got pushback because it's a bloated mess at times. Yeah. And you didn't like that. He understood those scenes of watching him. Right. With the Lost Boys mm -hmm. and him being scared of everything. Right. And Rufio fucking with him. And then that scene when he starts insulting Rufio. And that wonderful moment where he flicks the spoon and the fucking food actually hits Rufio. Yeah. From that moment on, the movie fucking rips again. Totally. Absolutely. Because now, now he's understanding, right? The moment when he's like, my happy thought, right? And a thing Dude. that is exactly like the ending of Train to Busan, which kills me. Which is, I remember why I wanted to grow up. Yeah. Because I wanted to be a dad for this kid, man. That that's I was crying. Oh, dude! Like I, that fucking that's my happy thought, right? Like that that shit works. Don't tell me that yeah. you didn't get what you were making. Don't tell me you understand. Yeah, like that that moment particularly. That that beat is just unbelievable. Those big of scenes don't come together on accident, though. And that moment it was is well just, written, and he shot the fuck out of yeah, it. Yeah, it's it was great. That like montage of Peter remembering like. 
oh, I'm actually like, by the way, Peter remembering. <laughs> you have to pause there. There is this very strange, like weird sexuality that is also kind of tickling through this movie. <laughs> French tickling its way through. the. So first off, when Wendy's like, Moira, can you leave the room? Oh, Peter, remember when we used to fucks in Neverland? And he's like, ew, gross. Granny Wendy, what the fuck? Like, did you diddle? Is that when I was a fucking boy? She's like, Peter, do you remember back when I could get wet? Wet? <laughs> it's so strange. Oh, yeah. She's and then she later, southern when now. He's having his flashback memories. Yeah, right. right. Uh, I guess she's, yeah. She's yeah, I British. like that Wendy's now in a tent. Very similar. I like it's the all about putting on I like on that airs. Wendy's in a cat in a hot tent roof now. Yeah. It's all about putting on airs. <laughs> Right? It's all about vapors. Ooh. British vapors, southern. Oh, my lanta. Oh, my oh, lanta, so the vapors. I'm so wet. Oh, Peter. Oh. Yeah, bring, bring that thimble over here to catch this moisture. Oh, my God. Oh, give me right? a thimble. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, mama fill that thimble up with drips. But, yeah, it's so gross, right? She's pretty much like, remember when we used to bang? And then Peter comes back and she's like, I'm old. And he's like, ew, gross. And she's like, I have grandkids now, dude. You missed a couple springs. I'm yeah. old as shit now. And he goes, Fine, then I'm gonna plant one on your sleeping sleeping fourteen year old granddaughter. Not she cool. just watches. She just watches and is almost like, "Damn, that's nice." Yeah. So this orphanage becomes a fucking fantasy brothel. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. Whoever plays the young whoever plays young Peter Pan, by the way, I don't know who that actor is, but it looks exactly like Ryan Reynolds. Always thought it was Ryan Reynolds. Isn't Ryan Reynolds, it obviously. does look a little Ryan Looks Reynolds, like Ryan, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Always But that, that is a very weird subplot, is that she essentially just, like, fucking well, between that, lets him, like, have at it. And then Tinkerbell... I was going to say, between being, that like, and Tinkerbell really badly wanted to fuck Peter. Yeah. Or, like, when he first sees her in the Firefly from Hell scene, and he's like, you do have great legs. Great yeah. small yeah, legs. Jesus. I mean, uh, it's like... But, but, what? All right. Yeah. <laughs> You hitting on you hitting on children's flights of fancy? Very cool, bro. There, the weird sexuality is definitely something well, that kind of jumped like, out to me. So she makes a wish for herself, grows to the size of Julia Roberts, right? Gives a kiss, and he's like, "Oh, cool! I love Moira." Sorry, and I love Julia this Roberts isn't going to work. For me. She's she's great. She's great. At this. Did you know? There is a moment though. He goes back in for a kiss, right? Yeah, and she's. Like fuck yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna fucking we're gonna get, get around. Get down, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna fucking cover him in dust, yeah. dude. It's gonna be great. And then all of a sudden he goes, "Wait, Moira," yeah. and she goes, all "I right, love fine, Moira. Save your kids. Fine, fuck it, save your kids." If he would have fucking dropped the coconut sword in the sheath, do you think she's just like hook and kill these kids? I don't care. Does, we're gonna be shaking this canopy for the rest of time. She, There's a real part of it where it's like, mm. and then it, when he's like, "I gotta go save my kids," she's like. Fine, even though you saw me fight like Mighty Mouse, I'm not going to help. I like the idea that it's... Fuck. I got to go, go save my kids. Peter, it's been seven days. They're dead. You know, like a whole thing. <laughs> Peter, here's their heads. Sorry, Peter. What? Sorry. How did you get those? Sorry, Peter. We've been get, I did it. We've been getting down, girl. I don't know what to tell We've been getting down. You know you never bad, bad, liked Jack. I beheaded him for our love. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh my he's rock God. hard in his little, his little spandex. Yeah, right. True infantilization no. there. It, it is weird because we like Tinkerbell, but then all of a sudden she's like, well, I didn't get the dick. So, like, did you know I'll I, let you go fight on your I was own. Reading and about, then she saves him at the end. I was but. reading about this. I didn't know. Apparently, Julia Roberts and Spielberg did not get along. Like, he apparently was very mean to her while they were shooting this. Wow. Like, he, it's one of the few stories you've heard where people do not get along with Spielberg. And he even cops to it, too. He's like, I wasn't nice to her. Like, I don't know what to say. I was just going through some bad shit. And I made I made that set very unpleasant That's, for her. Yeah, maybe he was just in a moment, and so this movie's bonded to a thing Could he doesn't. Be. I mean, why Whatever. not? Fair. 
But yeah, the weird sexuality is something for sure. It's it's a strange Very thing. Strange. It, like, but I think this it's is in there. This is something that I think is really fascinating about. This is something that I really picked. Well, I, a lot of people think that the Hook and Smee relationship shows that too. Yeah, a little bit. Sure. This is something That's like a popular uh, online theory I've heard. There's something that picked I picked up on this time though that is really fascinating to me about the Lost Boys because like the way that they're always peppered is that they are just it's not even like lost boys is a strange is a like such an adult terminology for these children like they're orphans because what well, i was like does tinkerbell just run around the multiverse grabbing orphans and bringing them back oh i mean i assumed that's what it was or was peter the only human who got brought here that's why he's peter Pan i think and peter has was powers? i think peter was the first one to be brought there well, also, I was like, "Damn, these are fucking orphans eating imaginary food." I'm like, "Because they tell the story, because they tell the story, and then also dispel the, um, <laughs> they tell the story of how when when Peter we, has yes, we get the Oswald Cobblepot backstory. Yeah, I was gonna say when we find out that we have to pause for a second that that carriage rolled down the hill, right? It crashed still on the sidewalk. <laughs> when we find out that Peter is actually like over a hundred years old, which is like a whole new, which is like a whole new thing, because <laughs> like. He's, yeah, because he got paused in Neverland. Yeah, he got paused in Neverland, which is fascinating. Um, well, I think the theory that, that the fucking carriage rolled down what is still the exact same cobblestone street, he crashed and was just getting poured on rain in a thing that had lampposts yeah. and a fucking decorative like stone circle. What does that tell you his about? Parents, his parents saw the carriage roll and they just go, eh. eh. What does that tell you, you about the possibly world? Possibly have been What does that tell you about the world away? of London at that time? But this is, so this is what I was getting at, though. You think his mom was over there like, <laughs> the carriage to start. she's like oh no is, oops this is what i was getting at like the idea of like the lost boys in this movie is really interesting yeah. because to me yeah like there are way too many of them for being just like 10 at the end that actually matter but every time one of them sort of relinquishes the truth about themselves or like their wish it's always for a parent like this is like yeah. a huge thing to me and like because They've always been painted throughout all the other versions of this story as I don't want to grow up. Oh, that's oh, growing up is bullshit. Oh, I don't want to be a part of that. What's beautiful about this movie and what really does something and like leads to this sort of like Neverland is not this place of wish fulfillment, but Neverland's this place where wishes have to just stay wishes. It's limbo. It's this, yeah, this limbo is that. No. Like Thud and Rufio both have these beautiful moments where like like Thud's like, you know what my you know what my happy thought is? It's my mother. Do you remember your mother, Peter? And I mean like that when Rufio like gives his like deathbed confession, like Jesus Christ, man. Uh, I fucking suck. When Rufio cause there's that scene you when Pan's like, I'll take him. Yeah. And he hears Maggie and he just immediately fucking bails on Rufio without thinking twice. Yeah. Which most dads yeah, would do. I, I would, but Rufio like, I would do. Hook just starts going, Rufio. And you see his fucking electric smile. Dude, Dante Bosco was so good. Dude, when I was a kid, he was on the level of, like, Indiana Jones, the Ninja Turtles. Like, the coolest characters. I'm like, I want to be that. Fucking I wanted Rufio. to be Rufio. Yeah, totally. So fucking bad. It, I fucking love Rufio. That is, like, one of his, like, that is a, such a great moment, too. When and when he just, got God, it fucking hurt. It hurts, like, Even man. as a child, I was fucking wrecked when that happened. Well, I mean, no other. I think this is a like really fascinating thing. Is like no other children commit. None of the children, none of the lost boys commit acts of murder. They just like basically subdue the pirates with eggs and marbles yeah. and shit. 
We definitely see Peter Pan kill. Peter a Pan kills some people for sure. <laughs> right. And they hint at that people die in this fucking battle and Hook has been maimed. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, there is like right when the fight starts, like there's an obvious shot of Peter Pan, like, well, that guy's dead. Just like, running that guy's a guy through. Just... <laughs> yeah, that guy's dead that guy for sure. And you're like, oh, and then after anything after that, they're like, cobweb armor, yeah. right? Fucking, you know, imaginary fruit balls. It's like, all right, that's funny. Chicken eggs, Thudbutt all these doing, cool when things. When Thudbutt did the ball and rolled, yeah. that was the coolest shit great, ever. Great. Like, we, I fucking love Thud in this yeah, movie. Thud's so good. And I loved Rufio. I love the little Lost Boy. That scene really meant the world to me rewatching it when they're drawing the lines. Oh, dude. That and that kid's one the best. little boy starts moving his big, bulbous adult face, which you're like, yep, relate to that for sure. Yeah, right? Like, and, yes. uh, you I'm know, under here somewhere. Yeah. My, my cheekbones are in here, I swear to God. And he's like, well. And he starts moving his fucking bulbous cheeks, and he just goes, oh, there you are, Peter. Oh. That crushed yeah. me. It's... I was like, I think all of us have this. We want to be adult in the sense because society tells us we have to have jobs and respect and earn money to pay for shit we don't need mm -hmm. but you you like to imagine you still have a little spark yeah you're still dangerous to have a good time right like if it pops off because i think a lot of us just remember that we come home and there's dad on the couch drinking a beer he's got to go to bed so he can get up at 5 a.m to work and repeat 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 right yeah and so you just that that fear of becoming that and that idea, because Robin Williams had that quote. Cause I never forget when we found out he died, we were in the parking lot behind the NoHo 7. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't get out of the car. I just sat in the car and yeah. cried. And I watched him Robin Williams clips crying. Um, and one of the quotes that I remember reading around that time was he's like, you only have that one spark of madness. And your job is just to protect it and don't yeah. let it go out. He's right? just somehow I'm, I'm butchering the quote. But the idea is we all have that thing that we need to protect. And so many of us don't. Yeah. He's just so he's the only person who could have done it. And the, what's weird, and this is something that I remember as a kid, because I, I was it's like he's just such a he's the only actor who could have pulled this off and made it feel he was a living cartoon and made it and feel not the way real. that Jim Carrey was. No, yeah. like he made this person real like this, like this version of Peter Pan felt real because we felt like we felt this regression. Like we were like, Oh my God, he did grow up. And like, that's bad. Or like the concept of growing up felt not dangerous, but da like not dangerous to children, but just like, Oh, is that what happens when we all stop believing in things that maybe are not for adults quote, so to speak. But I don't know if you remember this. Cause I, I also loved the toys. Like the toy thing was obviously a big deal. Like yeah. the sword was awesome, but I loved the action. The coconut figures. sword is still like, to me, like a top 10 item of my childhood. Yeah. Getting the, like I got the Rufio toy, which was a big deal. Like I was like, I got to get Fucking that Rufio great. toy. But then the Peter Pan toy, this is a really fascinating. And I'm not, I'm not sure exactly why the Peter Pan toy. But they didn't have the licensing for the main character of their movie. <laughs> well, it, I don't know why, but it never looked like. No, it's really bad if you Google it. It doesn't look like Robin Williams. Like all the other ones look like the characters. Robin, the like the Peter Pan toy looks like a young dude. And I've always tried to figure out why that was the reason. Like either Robin Williams wouldn't allow licensing for his likeness. Or did they just say Robin Williams looks too Robin Williams-y and we can't make that into a toy that children will buy? Like that was always my I was like, why does he like why does this look like this? It's probably just they went with a company that sucked at 
making action figures. No, and it's but like, like eh. not even the design. Like, if you look at it, even the design is different of the character. I don't even remember who put those out. I don't either. But I mean, but the design. It's not McFarlane toys or anything. It was the design. Right. <laughs> it's the design of Peter Pan is different from the movie in a way that I'm like. Why is this like yeah. this? Like, I've always been curious. Well, there was something where, like, there was one where he had armor, if I remember. You're like, Peter Pan doesn't wear no armor. Well, yeah, but that but was like... that We was used like... to make that armor out of cardboard. Right. I always thought that scene was cool as fuck. Oh, yeah, when he, like... St- when the, I think the stepping through the cobwebs thing. Like, I can't... Uh, like, there's I such cool, cool shit in here. This is what I mean, though. He made exactly the movie he set out to make, which was childhood fantasy. Yeah. I watched it as a kid, and I was like, fuck yeah. I watched it as an adult, and I was like, man, I gotta do better. Yeah. Like, I need to be better at, like protecting my kids youth and same. sharing that with them, same right same. i literally and I, I think that hugged my works, kid after man. this i was just like i love yeah. you buddy do whatever and when you he want. says right we see fucking captain hook at the end this fucking mean guy without his wig yeah and he's still fucking at, what would the world be like without captain hook and there's the weird thing where like the croc is like this big statue but he moves and looks at but you're like it's a fucking dream it's world. a fucking dream world who cares right and then at the end it's like he's telling us it's all real because we have the marbles and stuff. But for some reason, every scene we see is in that room somewhere. Yeah. The hook is the latch, the boat up above the window. Uh-huh. Uh, Smee is the, the town cleaner. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Right is. at the end. So it's like, why are you telling us it's not real when we spent the whole movie that it's real? But it doesn't matter. What happens at the end is when those kids wake up and the mom sees them. Oh, my God. And dude. then when he runs in and gives them a kiss. That shit's great. And even though it's dumb that Toodles is fucking doing spins on Big Ben. Yeah. Right? Is that final line a little too cheesy? Oh, I think to live would be a great adventure. Sure. Yeah, but you're remaking a fucking dumb, cheesy British children's book. Yeah. You know, it's just that sentiment, though, of him like, I got to go climb a drain pipe. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's the way to like, be, He, learned, he yeah. learned the important lesson of that. I think the important lesson is to not. Yeah. And when Wendy just says, hello, boy, and he says, hello, Wendy lady. Yeah. The lesson right? is to they not can forget see each other again. It's not to He's not like, remember when you like fucking remember to you have know, fun marketed your granddaughter to yeah. me. Weird. But thank you know, you for that, Wendy, remember that, Wendy, thank you. By the way, I, I'm totally married her. I did the right thing after I definitely yeah. knocked her up because I didn't know how condoms worked in the 60s. Were you probably watching through a peephole like Norman Bates? Yes. <laughs> yes, you were. Probably, Grandma Wendy. That's why you're so old. <laughs> That's why you're so desiccated. <laughs> Beyond your ears. No, I just. I, I think the slander, because I, I was telling you, this is part of why we picked it, is I didn't realize it was a popular movie to hate on. I didn't either. I just assumed we everyone it liked it, because I liked it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I found out Spielberg is leading the charge of being a hater on it. It's yes, definitely. it's a big, messy movie. Yes, it should be an hour shorter. But, dude, what fucking Smee's doing? What Captain Hook's doing? The pirate baseball is a fucking great scene, even though it has no reason to be in the movie. Yeah. Right? Like, there's, I just love the fucking elements of this movie. And at the middle of it, there's just these fucking great performances, right? We get Rufio. You get fucking Peter Banning into Peter Pan as Robin Williams, right? Captain Hook, Smee. I just love these guys. It's just... I love Thud, right? So it's, I love this world. Ma- I, Maggie Smith fucking crushes this movie. So whatever great. its problems are... Don't tell me that Steven Spielberg didn't know what kind of movie he's making because yeah. it works exactly as it's supposed to. Mr. Spielberg, I know you listen to our pod every week. I, I got to tell you. I hope you, that someday he great. does get a rewatch this and enjoys me it. Me too. I got to tell he you. He made this a great, great film. A great film with problems, but you know what? That's every, That's every single movie. fucking film except for Highlander. But, you know, one in a million. Shot in the dark. Who knew? Mr. Spielberg, it's okay. I'll give you a hug. I know you listen it's to okay. our pod. 
we we've just done a month of Spielberg. We've done a lot of other Spielbergs and other curations, right? Jaws and Jurassic yeah, Park yeah, yeah. and this and that. He's just the the language of cinema that I fucking first fell in love with. Yep. He's one of the guys that made the first movies that made me sit in awe. As he talks about in his documentary, is when he saw Lawrence of Arabia and it like changed him. Yep. That's how I felt when I saw his movies as a kid. Even movies he produced, they had that vibe, still that, felt th- that, that magic. Mm-hmm. Right? Whether it was Poltergeist or the Goonies, Goonies. stuff that he just had his hands he in. Just, it's a vibe. Right? Where it, there was just this magic that ran through all of these movies I loved as a kid. It's and why he was people, a part of a lot of those, man. It's why people use his name to yeah. describe things. I watch his movies like the characters that do the Spielberg shot, the slack-jawed all. That's how I, his movies are experienced to me normally. Yeah. And even as I'm aging and getting more cynical, I still fucking feel the magic of this man. So I love him very much. I will hope he makes fucking 100 more movies, even though they're uncle movies now. But maybe I'm aging into that, too. Maybe someday I'll give a fuck about a horse during a war. I don't know. Who knows? It's possible. But anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, our trip to Spielberg. I thought it was a great curation. We have some really fun stuff. Next month, the pod's on summer break. The pod's on summer break. We'll have another movie uh, for you before that. We're selecting it now. Uh, But yeah, next month we're doing Stand By Me, Dazed and Confused, Mm -hmm. The Way, Way Back, and Dirty Dancing. Oh, yeah. We're getting up to shenanigans in between school sessions. Indeed. Uh, So again, guys, if you could be so kind as to support the show... Film Alchemist Pod slash or Patreon.com slash Film Alchemist Pod. That's the one. Patreon.com slash Film Alchemist Pod. Best way to support and grow the show. We got tons of good stuff over there for you. We work really hard to make that worth your while. We'll keep doing that too. And if you go over there, you can let us know. Right? Subscribe to the YouTube. Like all the socials. Email the show, Film Alchemist Pod at gmail.com. Leave those ratings and reviews, whatever you can do to help the cause. But more than anything, thanks for spending time with us. Bye! To Pod will be a great adventure. Eh. Eh. <laughs> Didn't work then either. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>